Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Hi, Brett. Hi, Jeff. So we are recording this and you just or recently got back from a nice vacation in South America. <laughs> sounds very judgy. No, that it's a, admiration. A nice it's, it's, vacation. I would say envy. It's not really envy. <laughs> it just sounds such a cool trip. It was a cool just trip. Just briefly, just bragged to the people at home I, where you were. I was down in South America in an area known as Patagonia. It is a mountainous region that sort of borders between Argentina and Chile. And there's a lot of glaciers down there and a lot of mountains. Beautiful, beautiful area. The photos were just stunning. They looked fake. Yeah, it's one of those that I probably could have submitted it to Apple, right? And like they put on the billboard said it's taken by an iPhone, but I don't have the most up-to-date version, so they would never post it, right? I mean, I have an older iPhone, but it still was amazing. I think one of the benefits of a trip like that is largely no Wi-Fi. You were able to disconnect a little, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about today is can lawyers disconnect? Can we take vacations and can we disconnect? The short answer is yes and. Not yes, but. Yes, and. So, yeah, during the day when we were out hiking and off the beaten path, if you will, no cell service, no Wi-Fi, no nothing. Probably no cars, no traffic lights, anything else. Right, right, right. But early in the morning and late at night, at the places we stayed, was there Wi-Fi? Sure. Did we go through a town or a city, I use that in quotes, that had cell service? Yes. So from time to time, you were able to connect. So from time to time, there was connectivity. So I had to, in some of those times, I really forced myself not to look, other than obviously connecting with family and whatnot. But what I told myself was, and I generally do this on vacations, whether I'm in a far off land or somewhere with family, which has more connectivity, I generally will try to stay off emails and stay off of connectivity, but sort of block out certain time. So when I was down in South America, each day I would get back, do whatever I needed to do. And then I would just scroll through the emails to make sure either what needed to be addressed was addressed or that nothing needed to be addressed. And so I would do that usually every day. I mean, there were a couple of days where I was traveling because everything is really far apart there. And so when I was traveling, likely I had no connectivity because you're literally driving like, right. in this vast right. open area. You also don't want you to know. have your head down in a phone. When you're traveling in a foreign land, you want to yeah. have your eyes out the window. Yeah, right. I would have missed the 16,000 sheep we came across, right. which was a nice traffic jam. But yes, I mean, that's always the... By the way, 16,000. 16,000, in fact. a very specific number. Like, well, we drove up to one of the gauchos, cowboys, who was on his horse, adorned with a cool hat and customary outfit. He looked awesome. Had four dogs that were chasing the sheep. They were moving them Literally from, herding sheep. Herding sheep, literally from one side of the two-lane road to the other side of the two-lane road, down a little bit further, I guess, to the other area where they were keeping them. And... We pulled up to him and the guy who was driving us asked him, how many are there? Oh, And the guy said, 16,000. That's how I know. (laughs) No, we didn't count them all. 
So it was pretty remarkable. I've never seen that scene. But anyway, you're right. I mean, you missed that. sheep. Yeah, yeah. I saw a photo. You sent yeah, a photo. Yeah. Are they passing a road? How long does it take 16,000 sheep to pass you? So This I, is kind of like, you know, we live in Miami Beach. We get stopped at the bridge yeah. for boats to pass right, by. Right. This, this is, is a little sheep. different. Then. It was pretty remarkable. I mean, it really was unexpected. We were driving for a while in this open area, vast landscape. Where, this was in Chile? So this was in Chile, on the way to the only open border crossing, land border crossing between Chile and Argentina at the time because of COVID, which was in the southeastern corner of Chile and Argentina. So it was a long day, but we're in this vast open flat area that I think they call it like the Chilean Antarctic area because you're actually closer to Antarctica Mm. remarkably. Anyway, so we're driving along and our driver says, oh, you guys should look up. Like, look ahead, see what's going on. And we kind of see something in the distance. We saw a couple of cars or trucks coming the other way that were stopped. And as we came upon it, you just started to see. And when you first come up on it, there's like a few. And then there's more and more and more. And it kept coming. Yeah, it was just remarkable. Surrounding the car... Anyway, you okay, know. So we took a little detour. A little detour there. The but anyway, was, you were able to disconnect, but I view it as like you're checking in every once in a while right. to do maintenance, to see if there's anything that requires your right. attention. Is there a client that's reached a out deadline. to just me? Is there a deadline? Is there somebody in this office that needs me because of whatever's going on? Is there something that I see that needs attention in the business we're in, right? We have court deadlines, we have client deadlines, we have client needs. I think when we started this, it was how do lawyers completely right. disconnect? It's hard. And given our areas of practice, I think it's really hard to completely go off the grid for an extended period of time. I think we here at Bast Amron have a really good support network. We respect each other. You and I know respect each other's vacations. That's part of how we formed this firm. You know, when we first started, <laughs> honestly, I it's remember the only you and I, we were sharing office space at the famed offices of Tannenbaum Weiss. That's right. And Govern yourselves I, I accordingly. I was going on vacation. I asked if you would cover for me. It right. was in a particular, I think it was Solar Cosmetics. I was representing the committee and I think mm-hmm. you covered for me or maybe you attended a hearing for me or something. Because when you're a solo practitioner, there's nobody to cover for That's you on right. vacation. You That's cannot right. take a vacation if you're a solo. Right. And that was maybe the beginning of, but the point is you need someone to cover for you. And I think if we go back to the original question of can you take a vacation, it starts with the planning, letting your team know, hey, I'm going to be intermittently unavailable, making sure hearings are covered and deadlines are handled and everything else. So what's on the horizon? What's coming? Anticipating. Right. Right. And we always say here, we joke around, but it's not really a joke that the days right before you leave and the days when you get back are, is it worth the vacation? I mean, it is, but you have to put in that work, right? You can't just, you do this and I do this and we implore others at the firm to do it as well, which is planning. Like if you're going to take the vacation, okay, but you need to plan for it. And if there's a deadline in the middle, get the thing done early, which I think people are going to be shocked to hear the idea of submitting something before a deadline. But in some cases, you may not be able to. Let's say that the adversary has to file something and then that triggers your response and it all is going to happen if you're away, away. then there's more planning that gets involved. And to be honest with you, you may have to jump on for a brief period while you're away to handle something. That's, again, the nature of what we do. And the idea, though, is to give as much time as possible to the person who's taking the vacation 
to actually enjoy that vacation, spend time with their family. So they do get recharged when they come back. You know, what I'll do is I'll say, hey, we have this brief due on that Thursday while I'm away and ask the attorney, hey, send me a draft, give me a couple of days and send me a text when you send it. So Mm -hmm. I know, hey, I need to log on that night and review it and comment on it. Or if we're going to be out of touch or we're going to be traveling, let's say you're going away for a week and let's say there's travel day. And let's say that during that travel day, you're going to be unavailable. Well, I'm going to let people know that. Like, guys, listen, from this day to this day, I'm going to have connectivity. And if you need me, I'll jump on and check and whatever. But this day or these days, I'm going to have very little, if any, connectivity. So just be aware of that. And then if I'm going to be on a plane, either as you always say, like, you know, when I'm on my way home, you know, right. I start when sending emails. way back from vacation, you start getting <laughs> flooded with emails. Right. Everyone's getting emails Yeah, because yeah. he's catching up. Yeah, cursing my name. But I also do it on the way out typically. And I tell people, listen, if I know I've got a long flight or a couple of different flights, load me up. Send it I'll, to me before, right? Beforehand, yeah, I'll review everything and I'll send it to you. And same thing on the way home, send it to me beforehand and I will review everything on the plane on the way home. And this way, that's planning. When I get back to my office, I can hit the ground running instead of going, oh, I got a thousand emails I got to go through, right? right? I do it all on the way home. Is that always practical? Maybe not, but you try and plan for it. So going back to the question, which was, can lawyers take vacations? Yes. Can they disconnect? Yes. Is there planning involved? Yes. You got to plan for it. You got to plan ahead. You know, I think we haven't mentioned it. It might seem obvious, but preparing a out-of-office message one that sends the right. right message. I know you and I both tailor our messages to our particular trip. We have one that's internal and one that's external. I think maybe pre-pandemic, we've talked about this on the podcast before, lawyers were concerned about letting the outside world know that they're on a vacation or yeah. something. But I don't know if it's a pandemic or not. If I'm going on a family trip or I'm going to a kid's graduation or something mm-hmm. like that, I'm not afraid to say... I'm going to be out of town on my parents' weekend, my mm-hmm. daughter's college, right. something like right. that, to say that, let people know. So they know, they can decide. I trust some people, some, not all, right. to decide, is this something you need to interrupt me about or can it wait? So that gets to the point of outside the firm, right? So we're talking about first planning inside the firm right. and dealing with whatever's coming. And then it's dealing with those outside the firm. And I'm not talking about clients necessarily. I'm talking about other, other lawyers parties. that you may be on the other side of a matter in, right? Or even co-counsel, right. but generally co-counsel are receptive and all that. But it's opposing counsel. A lot of times, oh, they're away. Let's jam them up. Or, hey, where aren't you getting back to me, even though they get an out of office? My friend that I was traveling with is a lawyer. We talked about getting him on the podcast. I'd love to talk to him about this, which is he took a different approach. Before he left, he connected with opposing counsel and all the matters he was working on. And he said, I'm going away on a trip. This is how long I'm going to be away. I'm going to have very little connectivity. It's going to be difficult for me to really work and connect. I really would like to disconnect. If you give me this time, I will give you that time when you go away as well. I'm going to reciprocate so that we respect each other's vacations and we can deal with whatever you need to deal with either before I leave or after I leave. And same thing with your vacation. And he said, by and large, it worked. And he's gotten an incredible response and reaction to it. And I like the idea. Is it always practical? No, not in everything. And he did have others in his firm working on things while he was away for him, obviously, which is the team approach, which we take. Right. We do that really well. Yeah. But there was one lawyer. One opposing counsel. That just kept peppering him with emails. 
would not abide by it. Well, the world is round. Well, right? <laughs> the world is no, round, but why? I, there's no is reason, that, right? I love that idea, but you don't have to wait for a vacation. You could do that in the beginning of the case and say, hey, listen, this case is going to be mm-hmm. six months. Sure. I just want you to know there are going to be times when I'm going to take a vacation. I'm going to ask you to let me disconnect and I will be happy to extend that same courtesy. And I think that allows for a more collegial relationship from the get-go. Just say, hey, look, we should respect each other. I think he came up with the idea recently, like before this trip. And so he did it for existing matters. I have a feeling going forward, and again, we'll we'll try and bring him on and have him talk about it, but I have a feeling going forward that he's going to do exactly what you said, Yeah, right? Which is when we start. Because we've talked about this on the podcast on several different episodes, which is at the outset of a matter... The goal is always to reach out and connect with opposing counsel and have a collegial civil relationship. Right. And that could be another component of that. I mean, I guess, I think I know your thoughts on this, but mm-hmm. can you accomplish that by filing a notice of unavailability, which I've never done in my career? But So you can, but the notice of unavailability, all it does is tells the court not to set anything right. during right. that time period. It does not mean that opposing counsel is not going to pepper you with emails, with discovery, starting to trigger deadlines, filing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't want to say never, but yeah, I, I can't remember. Have, I, I, know, I can't right? remember ever. I hate absolutes. I did think that after I said but it. But I can't remember doing one. Certainly, I don't think I've ever done one since we've formed Bast Amron. Maybe I did one when I was younger, but I doubt it. My view, and I know your view is, and our firm's view is, we have a team. And so we don't need to file that. We just try to schedule things around it. And so we can avoid that. I see notices of unavailability coming in. I get why people file them and all that. But to me, if you have a team and the whole team is up to speed, if something transpires, unless in you're a, case, a true solo, unless you're a true solo and that's different. And I respect that. And listen, everyone operates different. I'm not being critical of it, but we have a team approach. And even if I'm not working on something that you're working on and something happens in one of those matters and you're away, I'm going to jump in if I have to, and you're going to do the same thing for me. Right. And so that's how we create that teamwork, even if neither one of us are working on the particular matter. That's the other thing, which is everyone's on notice in the firm and everyone buys in because because when they're away, it's the same thing. Yeah. But again, it's, there's this notion of if I go away on vacation, I either am working the whole time or I'm completely disconnected. And I think there's a, happy medium leaning towards disconnected. But I feel like, especially given our practice, that you have to check in. Right. When I'm snowboarding, I'm not pulling out my phone, checking emails during, during the day, day when I'm on the mountain. Right. But in the morning, one of the things I like is a two-hour time yep. difference. So you can jump on in the morning, check some emails or do it at night at right. the end of the day. Exactly. Check, respond, review a few documents, send a couple of letters, whatever it is, and still right. disconnect in large part. Uh, right. And you take your vacations and uh, I used the multiple S vacation. <laughs> Jeff's, no, I'm just kidding. But as many as I can. Exactly. But no, I mean, you need to do that. Right. To recharge. But you do the same thing I do, which is mornings or evenings. And no matter where you're going. And I think internally, you mentioned this that we have a team and everyone tries to protect each other. And so our approach is, you know, if somebody comes to me on one of your cases mm-hmm. and they're all our cases, but a case where you're the lead mm-hmm. on with a question, I'm going to try to answer it and let's figure out an answer. And right. it may not be what Brett would have done, but do we really need to bother Brett? And if we do, we do. We'll call you. And that happens from time to time. But in most 
issues can be resolved. In fact, you and I both say this in our internal out-of-office message that I trust you to make a decision. Right. We reiterate that, you know, I trust right. you to make a decision because I think it's also empowering to your staff, to his young associates, to your paralegals, your team to know that, hey, I can make a decision in a case. Brett doesn't have to make every decision right. in a case. And right. Brett doesn't have to make most of the decisions really in a particular case. Yeah, and this last trip, I think I put in my internal out of office and I said, if you need me in an emergency text or call me, obviously understanding that I'm going to have very little connectivity. And I sort of in parentheses defined emergency, right? which was number one, you can't answer the question or address the issue, which I believe you can. Right. <laughs> or two, someone else in this office can help you right. Great address point. the issue right. or answer the question, which I believe they can. And that, like you said, is the empowering portion because that's how we've worked with everyone and trained everyone and incorporated the entire team into the matters that we're working on. Ultimately, I think the theme is take a vacation. I remember when I was in Big Law, I used to say to people, take a vacation. No one's ever going to come and tell you there's no one from management (laughs) and none of the partner. HR, take a vacation. Right. The executive committee, they're (laughs) never going to call you down and say, Brett, how come you haven't taken a vacation? Take a vacation. It's on you. You just have to schedule it, book the flight, take a vacation. By the way, that's intended for everyone except for people that work here. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, but truthfully, and you prepare for it and you can do it. And the reality is I need that. I mean, we work hard. Yeah. We work long hours. It's stressful. Mm -hmm. You need a break. It's a mental reboot. And when I come back, I'm energized. And like you, I start preparing on the return. I'm super productive on planes. But I do that almost selfishly because... I don't want that first day back in the office to just be a nightmare where I'm just drinking from a fire hose. I want to catch up as much as I can, weed through all the trivial things and try to focus on the important things. Right. And I would say that it's the quantity of the time you spend either with your family or on a vacation, wherever it is. Sorry, it's the quality. Quality, I apologize. The quality, not the quantity necessarily, Right. right? So again, if you're like you, if you're on the mountain and you're snowboarding during the day, there's the quality. Right. And then if you have to early in the morning while you're sipping your coffee, and I know my kids are older now, so they're sleeping in and your family's sleeping in and you're up and I'm up. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm going to dial in and I'm going to check my email. And then at night, I'm going to spend a little time too. Then I can have that quality time with the family and not be constantly checking. Right. So that's one of the beauties of what we do is it doesn't have to be during certain hours. You can yeah. be flexible with the yeah. hours. But Agreed. You can take a vacation. You can Thank take you. a vacation. Bye-bye. Thank you for telling <laughs> us about your 16,000 sheep. And <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review. Share us with your friends and family. Follow us on wherever you listen to this podcast. And we'll see you next time. Wait, Nelson, don't leave your vacation just yet. You have to turn off the... For more information on this show and other resources, visit FastAmron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at FastAmron.